1970. Capacity, 2,500. Ticket price, £1. Inspired equally by the Bath Festival of Blues and progressive music at the nearby Bath and West showground, featuring Led Zeppelin, Frank Zappa, Jefferson Airplane and Pink Floyd, and his own deeply ingrained spirit of Methodist nonconformism, Michael Evis decided to launch his own event in the peaceful Vale of Avalon at the end of the summer of 1970. The site was the 110-acre dairy farm passed down to him through the family. The original theme was Harvest Festival, complete with ox roast and free milk. Potential attendees were promised the kinks, sheltered camping, light shows, DJ Mad Mick, Alan Bowne, Duster Bennett and Stackridge for just £1. Unfortunately, the headliners pulled out soon after the tickets were printed. They were eventually replaced by Mark Boland's T-Rex, who took the gig on the way to another show at Butlins in Minehead. News of Jimi Hendrix's tragically early death also came just one day before the gates opened. Despite the setbacks, over 2,000 people eventually gathered at Worthy Farm, with the Central Somerset Gazette praising both audience and organiser, with the headline, Happy Atmosphere at Pop Show. Thomas H. Green, writer. I've been to Glastonbury Festival 18 times. I've written tens of thousands of words about it. I've dived into it bodily, wholeheartedly, revelling in the idyllic and the depraved, the mind-fried and the utopian. It's woven its way into my heart. I've wept in its fields when my life seemed broken, while the Wombles played. It was that line about how Uncle Bulgaria can remember the days when he wasn't behind the times. And I've been so high, my insides glowed with a confetti of joy as 808 State loosed their fireworks to the sky. I've even been on Worthy Farm during a fallow year, sat at night beside a gnarled, centuries-old oak tree, contemplating as owls hooted and Good's white-lit two-storey crucifix emblazoned on darkness across the valley. But here's a funny thing. I wasn't initially keen. In the 1980s, I resisted going to Glastonbury. I had this idea in my head of a brown swampland inhabited by multiple damp, blanket-draped replicas of comedy hippie Neil out of The Young Ones. For those too young to recall this TV sitcom, Neil, played by Nigel Planer, was a lank, energy-sapping, flares-wearing mope who droned phrases such as vegetable rights and peace, man. He was pejorative perceptions of hippiedom incarnate. I thought then that Glastonbury would be full of such pasty long hairs, eating mung beans and listening to interminable prog jams. I sure as hell didn't need that in my life. Persuaded by my arty, hippie-friendly younger sister, I finally made it there. What did I find? What do you think? Pasty long hairs, of course, eating mung beans and listening to interminable prog jams. It's true, but there was also so much more. Aside from the music, theatre, circus, the acid, the sheer scale of the lunacy, something was alive at Glastonbury that Britain was moving away from the true and brilliant face of all that 60s and 70s stuff, the counterculture. Here at the festival, it still hummed with energy, woven with something bawdy, ancient and rustic. What was going on? Where did these tribes appear from? How did this happen? If they, we, all got together, we could surely change things for the better. I left feeling that way and I have done every time since. Well, 
that and, to paraphrase Pulp, as if I've left an important part of my brain somewhere in a field in Somerset. <laughs>